What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Okay, people, before we get started, definitely would appreciate it if you would hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to be notified when we drop new episodes. We drop new episodes of Forever News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, and we re-upload some of those segments throughout the week for your viewing pleasure into smaller doses, smaller packages, so that way you have easier access to the stories. So yeah, hit those buttons, subscribe, bell, all of that good stuff. Let's jump into the news. And first up, because we got uh, a doozy, the next few stories in general are going to be a doozy in terms of the world of the streaming wars y'all already know how it be netflix disney plus crunchyroll everybody right now is like a, a straight up battle royale scenario so to speak because everybody's making different moves some are upsetting fans some are doing other things and i guess let's start off with netflix netflix recently they've done a couple of different controversial things that have gotten some people upset but there is some good to all of the mad and chaos in terms of they've recently announced some anime titles that are going to be coming to the platform that no bullshit I legitimately thought we might never see the day because a couple of them it's been so freaking long I was like okay it's just not going to happen another one of them that I'm really excited about is pretty much coming through despite the fact that all I've heard for many years why it never really got a big release over here was that it was stuck in licensing hell but Netflix managed to pick the lock and into getting into that particular title and we're gonna get into that in a second but first because this impacts if you watch some anime on netflix you in particular because they recently announced the pricing for in case you don't remember we talked about it months back that netflix was going to start rolling out a tier where you still gotta pay but you can pay less and get ads on your you know pretty much viewing experience i know people don't really care for that per se but this is something that is going to be rolled out and it might be of interest to you and at the same time is just in general going to impact your viewing experience moving forward so let's take a look netflix ad supported subscription plans to be priced at seven dollars to nine dollars usd bloomberg reported on friday that netflix is considering pricing its advertisement supported subscription tier at seven to nine dollars per month the company plans to roll out the new subscription plans in at least six markets from october through november the ads well that makes sense too because those are the big money times of the year you know the final quarter of the year all the advertisements come in like we got money for you the ad supported accounts would stream four minutes of advertisements for every one hour of content streamed the plan would cost approximately half as much as netflix's us 1549 subscription tier which is currently its most popular plan netflix commented to variety about bloomberg's report stating the report is quote-unquote speculation at this point netflix stated in april it was considering adding an ad support supported streaming tier at a lower cost netflix made the announcement after stating it had a decrease of about 200,000 i still can't believe it subscribers from january to march far below the company's earlier projection of a gain of 2.5 million subscribers this was the service's first drop in subscriptions in a decade netflix announced in june that it was laying off 300 employees from its workforce the hollywood reporter stated that the layoffs constituted about
about 3% of the company's current 150 employees, mostly based in the United States. And so it seems as though they're going to be rolling out roughly anywhere from about 7 to probably the max $10 for this tier. I remember the days of when you could watch stuff with ads for free. Like that, the whole thing of it was, yo, dog, you ain't got to pay money, but you got to pay with your time for ads. And it's crazy how fast forward a few years, like I remember, I want to say it was Crunchyroll that had that. I can't remember if Hulu ever did it for free. I know Hulu has had this type of scenario for a while. Now it's becoming a standard. Oh, you paying money and you're going to watch ads, but you'll pay a little bit less than without watching ads. I think I'll pay the extra couple of bucks so that I don't have to sit through them. I mean, granted, people got to make a living. I completely understand it. That's the motto over here on YouTube. You know, advertisements pay the bills. So I'm not knocking it per se, but I just kind of reflect on times where things were just a little bit different. And I guess I want to start off with asking you guys a question. Is that a little bit more enticing to you to pay the seven to nine, maybe even 10 bucks, but you have ads opposed to like the 1549 and on that they have? I think there's other plans that like go up to like 20 something bucks. Don't quote me on that. But would you rock with that or you think it's trash in general? How do you feel about it? I'm kind of like in the middle of it. Again, personally, I'll pay the few extra dollars because, hey, when I'm on Netflix, I just want to, you know, Netflix on through. But who knows? Maybe in the future, this motto of kind of paying this flat fee might not even be feasible anymore. It might get to a point where no matter what you pay, you might have advertisements. I mean, like I said, if we started off where certain services, would offer a viewing experience of free but with ads and that thing is no longer becoming a actual valid way of watching because it's not just sustainable financially this might be the new future for a lot of different platforms we gotta wait and see now netflix <laughs> because another thing in the news regarding netflix is as of september 1st the next set of episodes in the jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean anime have been released in fact probably a little bit later after i finish getting this episode ready for you guys i'm gonna go watch some of those episodes because i absolutely love jojo's bizarre adventure i love jolene cujo the, the whole thing i just really love it but i do gotta say that yesterday and i tweeted this out and it was 100 facts i was scrolling all day and it kind of dawned on me dog these next sets of episodes come out within a day obviously you're watching this and it's been a little bit since this was filmed or whatnot but i was like i haven't seen one tweet of anybody talking about jojo's bizarre adventure on my timeline now granted by the time you're watching this there's probably an influx of people talking about it because the episodes are already out but it definitely was telling of there was like no hype for this at all a lot of people were replying to me oh my god i forgot it was even coming out that's a testament to again this whole waiting and all of what they're doing on top of the fact of a lack of marketing isn't really working out per se in terms of having the hype like they got to find new and creative ways to market this thing just putting it on the home screen when it's out and one tweet is not enough now i understand that hey they can't just fill up their netflix twitter with stuff about jojo's bizarre adventure a lot of people they don't care about anime they're gonna be like what are you filling up anime i don't even like anime get it out of here so i understand that they're kind of in a tricky situation but you gotta find another way to market this i don't know hey you know what i'm saying hit me up we we, we can talk you know we can talk but i definitely noticed that it wasn't all that popping for jojo
JoJo's with Netflix right now in terms of it's coming out in a day. And until I tweeted that, I didn't see one single tweet on my timeline about JoJo's. I'm just keeping it real. But now that we got some of that stuff out the way, we do got some good news for Netflix. As I was stating earlier, the fact that they have some really, really good titles. I mean, really, really good titles, classics that are coming to the platform that I just never thought would see the light of day. Let's read. Netflix to add 13 anime titles in this new Nippon TV deal that they struck. Nippon TV announced on Monday that it has entered a partnership with Netflix which will add 13 of Nippon TV's anime titles to the streaming platform. Netflix will add the first 38 episodes of the 2011 Hunter Hunter TV anime in 104 countries which I'm pretty sure we already had Hunter Hunter. Like I've, I've even watched some episodes on there so that's kind of questionable. I'm guessing they're referring to other countries right 104 other countries other than the west uh, the united states uh oron high school host club in 190 countries and claymore in 136 countries on september 1st so it's a big bomb that they dropped with jojo's which is kind of crazy like what do you want to give jojo's the runway at least for a week like bombarding everybody with all of this don't get me wrong i'm not mad at it at all like claymore oh my god i have my blu-ray but instead of walking downstairs and looking through my big anime shelf i think I might just slap on my Netflix and watch some Claymore. I love Claymore. You should watch Claymore. But here's the list of titles. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not BSing you. I'm not pulling your leg. This is a very, very solid addition that I'm not even paid or nothing to say this. I think it might be worth at the very least one quick trip to Netflix to, you know, bomb, watch all of this in a week or something because there's some good stuff. The following titles will stream on Netflix at a later date. Uh, okay, wait a minute. So they put those three up September 1st and then the rest will be at a later date. This is a little confusing, but either way, it says they got Death Note, big, big title. They got Death Note Relight 1 and 2, which I want to say those were like recap movies. So just watch Death Note. You don't need the movies, like whatever. But that's still big that they got those on there as well. They got From Me to You and From Me to You Season 2. I've kind of sort of heard about that, but not really per se. Then this one right here, I've been asking for a long time. Why is nobody doing anything with this title what the hell is going on they got the 1997 berserk anime still to this day no matter what you say about the old berserk anime because the art isn't or shall i say the animation isn't the greatest it's the best anime adaptation of berserk we have thus far period it's 2d yasuzumu hirasawa on the music and all that stuff it's honestly it's amazing to this day it's still one of my favorite anime regardless of production aesthetics or whatever so that right there already threw me for a loop then i see that they added parasite the Maxim, another anime that you could argue is one of the best anime ever made. It was just amazing, done by Madhouse. I reviewed every episode of it weekly when it came out over on my main channel for Neverworld. I know a lot of people came over from for Neverworld, but recently we've had an influx in subscribers. You may not know, I got a whole channel where I talk about anime and discussions and all that stuff. So yeah, I talked about Parasite the Maxim weekly, dedicated because it was so freaking good. They got Nana. I know that that's a classic. I'd never watched it i might be watching nana they got hajime no ipo the fighting i can rewatch hajime no ipo a billion times i love hajime no ipo so huge huge win and then the last one that i'm not even gonna lie i still can't believe they got it after all of the licensing hell issues i've heard about this one it got dubbed i don't even think the full dub was released over here it was dubbed by viz media great great freaking dub monster in case you don't know about monster oh my god it's based off of the original 
original manga by Naoki Urasawa, one of the greatest mangaka out there. I know I say one of the greatest, but I read and watch mostly great stuff. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. And Monster is no exception. That one right there, out of everything they added, is the one I'm most excited about. Like, I'm excited about Claymore. I'm excited about Death Note. A rewatch is in order. I'm excited about Berserk. A rewatch is in order. I'm excited about Parasite the Maxim. I've rewatched that a lot. I don't know if I'll rewatch it per se, but you might want to watch it because it's fantastic. Um, I'm excited about Nana. I'm excited about Hajime no Ippo, but above all of them, I'm excited about Monster. I've only seen it one time. It's like 70-something episodes done by Madhouse Studio back in the day, and it is mwah, uh, absolutely incredible. So yeah, Netflix, they're, they're going to have their fans eating. I'm not even going to lie. This is straight up win on win. So even though there's some negatives, they didn't promote JoJo's per se in a great way, and the subscription tier for the ad-supported version isn't the best deal. I would have preferred maybe a $3.99, $4.99 type of slide, but yeah, win on win with all of these titles they're adding. But let me know in that list, which anime are you most excited to watch? Death Note is really <laughs> insane. Berserk, Parasite, like just so many great things, but Monster, watch Monster. Moving forward this right here has been extremely controversial like yo dog disney plus has been in the anime arena to my knowledge in terms of like on a mainstream scale obviously they've had their hands with ghibli for a very long time and i believe there was an anime summertime rendering something along the lines of that that they've had their hands on for a little bit as well but in terms of reaching the shonen audience and all of that stuff they've only been here for a few minutes and already it is going nuts now a leak came out and we're gonna keep it in the rumor pile because I don't know how substantiated this is but a leak came out regarding the bleach thousand year blood war and according to the leak it basically was saying that hey bleach's thousand year blood war won't have simultaneous telecasting meaning that even if it's airing in japan we wouldn't be able to see this for like six months to however many it would take in order for us to get it over here in the west on disney plus it was already something that i was just like whoa when they announced that disney plus got the bleach anime and the thousand year blood war at that it don't mix Mickey Mouse and Goofy don't mix with Zompak Toes and all of the insanity and chaos and carnage that is a thousand year blood war. So I was already worried, like, holy cow. But now, if they are not simulcasting the Bleach anime, again, rumor, keep it in rumor until we have it substantiated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is going to be a major loss, major, major loss for the community because I was just talking about it in a previous story that look at JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Literally the day before it came out, I didn't see a single tweet on my timeline of any fandom talking about JoJo's despite the fact that the brand new episodes were coming out the next day. The simulcasting is very, very important for people to even remember that it's coming out for the success of these shows so that they could get more. And if this is actually legit, if this is the case, then wow, Bleach is going to be DOA, dead on arrival. How 
However, there is a little bit of conflict and a little bit of, I guess you could say, contrasting stuff that is coming out because Viz Media has been talking and they put out a little bit of a release regarding the whole Bleach Styles in Your Blood War and saying, stay tuned, we have some stuff coming in October. I believe in October as well. They're going to be airing at like a convention. I don't know if it's New York Comic Con or Anime Fest. I can't recall exactly what festival, but they did announce that they're going to be premiering the first episode of Bleach Styles in Your Blood War there so it could very well be that maybe this leak is regarding other areas that are not going to be simulcasting it like europe and stuff like that which i'm still going to say that's not right that's not cool like yo shout out to all my people over there in europe that are watching me all the people around the world like i want everyone to be able to watch this thing together like that's how you create big fandoms that's how you create memorable moments where the community is sharing their love and passion for this stuff so even if over here in north america we get it and it's simulcasted i'm not selfish enough to say well i don't care about all of these other places like nope india like no i care about you guys i really want y'all to be able to enjoy it just as much as we are enjoying it and i don't want y'all to have to go through back alleyways and hope for fans all of that stuff i want us all to enjoy it together so i'm really hoping that this rumor is not legit i'm really hoping that maybe it was just some bad info that was passed along or something like that because it's been literally a decade since the bleach anime ended march of 2012 we're almost headed into 2023 now over 10 years now since bleach anime ended there shouldn't be any more problems and i'm hoping that with this big announcement that they're airing the first episode at you know this convention in october it's not going to be that they have bleach in the disney plus jail like i want to say summertime rendering is in a disney plus jail and people are like mad that it's not getting like big hype or nothing like that if they do that to bleach it's going to be a problem granted it would benefit disney let's be clear about it it wouldn't benefit us but it would benefit disney and let me tell you disney is not known for having anime on their disney plus platform nobody goes to disney plus like oh my god i gotta watch anime so it's not like anybody is going to revolt and be like oh man screw that i'm canceling my disney plus account because i'm not getting bleach because most people over there aren't there for anime this is if anything a great play for disney to bring some of the anime audience to their platform so if anything people that don't even know about any of this scenario once they see whether it be next year or whatever assuming again this is legit that it's not going to be simulcasted they see new bleach they're going to be like, oh, I got to go to Disney Plus right now. They're not going to care about any of the details behind it. They're just going to want to watch their Bleach. So it will benefit Disney because it's going to drive a lot of traffic whenever the episodes do come out. But yeah, everybody else gets screwed. And I'm not here to say, yeah, let's help Disney. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just not the case. I really hope that this is wrong. And I really hope that Bleach goes everywhere. Because if not, essentially Disney would be stopping you and me from watching the Bleach Styles in Your Blood War anime come October. It just sounds horrible and considering all the hype and hoopla and the trailers and whatnot i just don't see them doing this because it would be such a terrible move and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but we, we gotta wait and see it could very well be again that other territories excluding north america that won't have bleach right away and even then that's still it's not cool i want everybody to enjoy this together but yeah people drama with disney plus and bleach and again they've been here for a few minutes and everybody's going nuts like dog the power of mortimer mouse mickey mouse is strong fam be 
beefy arms. Pause. Okay, people, next up, we got some manga ending and we got some cancellations. I guess let's start off with a huge manga. This is a big one. This is a big boy, baby, that is pretty much seemingly getting ready to end. I mean, just recently, we had the author of this manga alongside another big author who, coincidentally, his series ended in his anime. is about to end its final season here soon. Vinland Saga. I am very, very sad to say this, but it seems as though, according to this, that Vinland Saga's manga might be coming to an end sooner than later. Like, really soon. Because according to this, it says... The final chapter of Vinland Saga isn't far away anymore, according to Makoto Yukimura, the author of Vinland Saga. And granted, I, I'll be 100% transparent, despite the fact that over here off camera you can't see it. I do have a few volumes in English of the Vinland Saga manga. I love those hardcovers. Like, I hope they keep producing them and whatnot, because Vinland Saga deserves to be read by as many people possible. But yeah, it seems like Vinland Saga could be coming to an end. But if I'm being transparent, I'm way more of a Vinland Saga saga anime fan i mean even the original author himself has said that vinland saga's anime is the better experience and that's the way to go before you jump into the manga but i love vinland saga's anime so to hear that it has an endpoint, part of me is sad about it part of me is excited that oh yeah like that means that we could potentially get depending on the success of this next season as long as mappa does it right in the fan support we could get a full-on adaptation moving forward they might be using the same motto as like you know the whole demon slayer thing that ushered in of and the manga now and the anime will be the remainder of the ip till the end of time until they decide what to do on the after fact so it could very well be that hey if vinland saga season 2 does extremely well we might get a season 3 4 and however many it takes to adapt the remainder of the manga i hope that'll be the case i hope that vinland saga's manga coming to an end means that hey we'll get a great anime adaptation i guess only time will tell because also there's a little bit of skepticism about the next season of the anime i've heard some things i'm gonna go in there completely open-minded because season one was a masterpiece season one was incredible studio wit really did their thing so i don't want to be super pessimistic about like oh you know it's gonna be bad like no hopefully it'll be really good but either way yeah it seems as though vinland saga's manga is coming to an end and that's the manga that's ending and then there's a manga that is outright getting canceled which very very sad to say but well i don't want to say very very sad because i'm not personally reading it but i know that there's fans that read it and another victim of shonen jump Who's Axe. Their axe is slamming down again. We just talked about that they canceled the manga Doron Dororon after 36 chapters. It almost made the damn year, man. Like, just a few more. It would have made that first year run, but even then, they'll still cancel something even after a year. If they feel like it's just not going nowhere, they want to cancel it to make room, they will. And now, according to this, it says, Earth Child by Hideo Shinkai has officially ended this week with chapter 27 and Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 40. And don't quote me on this, but I'm almost certain that this manga's editor is that same pesky editor. This was like the last series that he was editor of. The Hunter's Guild Red Hood, which got cancelled. Samurai 8, The Tale of Hachimaru, the last manga by the author of Naruto, that got cancelled. My Hero Academia's editor up until maybe a month or two ago. And yeah, things hasn't been the best with My Hero Academia. And I believe that this was the final manga he was editor of, and this got cancelled. If this doesn't scream that Shonen Jump 
and Shueisha made a huge mistake hiring this guy on, that nothing he did was successful, I don't know what will, like, shout outs to him, because I don't want to completely shit on nobody either, I'm sure it was his dream to be a Shonen Jump editor, or be a part of Jump in general, so it's sad that his dreams is going down, but god damn, dog, god damn, you just destroyed everything you touched, fam, like, ooh, and I'm sure that that author, Hideo Shinkai, is probably not happy, and I'm sure he's sad that his manga is coming to an end too, his dream, so yeah, Earth Child by Hideo Shinkai, chapter 27, just like 36 for Doron Dororon, only 27 for Earth Child, like, shit is sad, shit is bad, like, really, really bad, no, <laughs> but yeah, people, Villain Saga coming to an end rather sooner than later, and Earth Child cancelled, ending this week in Shonen Jump, all around just, damn, damn to damn, but every good thing must come to an end, right, and Villain Saga in particular, because again, I'm not too familiar with Earth Child, um, coming to an end soon, yeah, we'll see if it continues the quality, I'm gonna wait on that second season of the anime, Mappa, don't let us down, okay, people, moving forward, now, Dragon Ball Super fans, in particular, people that have seen or heard of Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the film, we got some comments from Akira Toriyama recently, because in case you don't know, despite the fact that Dragon Ball Super Superhero is doing it up in the US and we got a story later on we're going to talk about regarding everything that's happening with that film over there in Japan it's been a different tale it hasn't been rocking out like over here in the West demonstrating that Dragon Ball fans maybe in Japan have actually moved on or it could be a variety of other things like hey the 3D CGI was jarring to them maybe they don't rock with it as much as the West does also the fact that the marketing was tailored specifically towards Gohan and Pick and Japan seems to really just want that Goku and Vegeta wave so there's a multitude of reasons why it could have done poorly over there in Japan but it seems as though Akira Toriyama is giving it his best go and Shueisha was like dog please say something because we got some words from Toriyama basically really asking nicely if you could go watch Dragon Ball Super Superhero the movie and I was kind of like damn if they pulling out the big guns once again like Toriyama has been speaking about this film frequently leading up to it they must really really need his help to get people in those seats let's read what he had to say in regards to dragon ball super superhero the movie i finally got to see the completed film to put it shortly it's an amazing anime movie of course to have the original creator say that may not be the most convincing argument but i couldn't help but get excited when i was watching it i'm an old man and yet i got excited considering how they've gone to universe and other such large-scale stages i thought i'd return to my roots and have the story take place on earth in a small area not only that but the enemy is the red ribbon army an enemy that wasn't very impactful when i originally created the series plus goku and vegeta aren't even the main characters i believe i managed to make the story interesting but i was constantly worried that perhaps i'd made it a little too subdued and then came director kodama and the talented animation staff they took a relatively small scale story compared to the recent dragon ball world and with their unparalleled sense and latest visuals made it an unprecedented and amazing movie you mean that 3d cg N nice way to sweep it under the rug of those new visuals especially in the last half the battles after the downpour scene gave me goosebumps with the visual layout and expert expression i was getting tingles <laughs> oh god really toriyama i was getting tingles at the spectacle and my adrenaline was constantly pumping piccolo is amazing gohan is amazing gamma 1 and gamma 2 and everyone are amazing i'm usually very calm when it comes to my own works probably because they always pop off and this one in japan ain't really but i couldn't help but think that i've never 
had this happen before. It made me feel thankful for all the work I put in, deliberating with my editor and everything. This is all thanks to director Kodama, the animation staff, all the staff that supported them, the voice actors, and the editors at Shueisha who worked tirelessly to make this the best movie possible. I feel nothing but gratitude. Personally, I am pleased as I ever could be. If anyone out there is hesitating going to see this thinking, Dragon Ball? Hmm, please just take me at my word and go see it. I'm sure that by the time you leave the movie theater, you'll be feeling pumped. And I ain't gonna lie, if there was ever somebody trying to sell something, Toriyama was trying to sell people into watching this film. I don't think that this one was for the West at all because they don't need no convincing. Obviously, it's doing extremely well and all of that good stuff as we reported last week and what we're gonna talk about later in the episode. It's doing fine over here in the West, but this was in particular him trying to get people over there in Japan to come around and go in those chairs. I mean, him talking about his adrenaline pumping, the, the tingling feeling, Toriyama geez like how much did they pay you to say this <laughs> no but seriously it definitely seems like Toriyama was trying to do a little convincing for people to go watch this film and honestly Toriyama has nothing to do with your story it has nothing to do with how you approached it it's straight up and down the visuals the focus on people not being interested in Goku and Vegeta and the movie being Gohan Piccolo centered and all of that good stuff it's like yeah, I mean, he's trying. He's giving it that A1 effort, victory, friendship. So you can go watch that movie. Shout out to Toriyama. Always a riot to hear what the man has to say. Moving forward, Hunter Hunter fans, I think you're going to be extremely pleased to hear this one. We always talk about all of the issues the creator Yoshihiro Tagashi has with Hunter Hunter. The fact that just recently he went on a three-year break with the manga because he has insane health issues. It's always been a problem with his back ever since even his previous serialization back in the day Yu Yu Hakusho and then recently he was talking about that his right hand and his wrist is not doing well like he's been having a lot of health issues so to hear this one it seems like little by little Tagashi is finally conceding to the idea of you can't do everything yourself. You cannot keep on. You're getting older. Your health is constantly failing further and further. You need help. And it looks like Tagashi is finally getting the help that he needs. And clap it up. I mean, at this point, I would say straight up, if it takes for him to just do voice to text to get this done, you do voice to text and let people handle the rest, I would say, yeah, do it. Because at this point, he's too unhealthy to be trying to do this all by himself or let alone just in general, even drawing. Like how much longer can he sustain considering the fact that I don't think the story is even close to wrapping up yet. Just saying. So yeah, but according to this, it says Yoshihiro Tagashi, creator of Hunter Hunter, confirms he's drawing the series' next volume cover along with some revisions for the volume itself. So he's still hard at work. However, Tagashi also commented that he's hiring new assistance to progress with his work in a previous post and I believe he also said just to clarify I'm not looking for workers I'm just saying hey I hired some new ones so he actually hired new assistants on the project which if I'm not mistaken in the past Tagashi has said that he didn't even want assistance like he would do everything and have his wife from time to time come and help out but it was really 99.9% Tagashi the fact that he's getting new assistants and everything like yes 
Finally, he's coming around to reason. I know that this must be extremely hard for him. When you're a creator and you really love what you do or you love the project or you're passionate about the project, it is very difficult for some people to let go of the reins of, yo, this is my baby. It was a very difficult process for me for years and years to even think about hiring somebody to edit my videos. And granted, it was one of the best decisions I made. It gives me more time to focus on other areas of my career and things that I'm passionate passionate about and stuff like that so I know that for a man that has been so dedicated to the idea of I got to do it all myself nobody could do it like me to start getting more assistance hiring new assistants and stuff like that yes this is great news this gives me more hope for the future of Hunter Hunter Tagashi it's okay to get help and I'm glad that he's finally doing it because he even said recently that he even tried like therapy and stuff like that for his body and none of it helped so if none of these things to physically get you back in shape has helped, the fact that you're getting help now from other people is great news. So Hunter Hunter fans, hopefully we can expect a decent amount of Hunter Hunter this time around. If he is like, yeah, he's still drawing, obviously he's drawing the next volume cover and I'm sure he's been doing like we've seen all the drafts and stuff like that. But if he's getting more assistance and stuff, this is only good news. This only means that maybe, just maybe, we could get a little bit more consistency of Hunter Hunter because, I mean, if he just went three years, as long as hiatus yet, and now he's about to return hopefully soon, how long is the next hiatus going to be? If he has the staff and he feels and he realizes, wait a minute, this is way easier now we might get more Hunter Hunter a lot more quickly. So yes, people, creator of Hunter Hunter, Yoshihiro Tagashi, is getting new assistance, and it's only uphill from here, hopefully. And I'm just, even above all of that, glad for the sake of Yoshihiro Tagashi, for the sake of the man that constantly complains about his health issues, this is a good thing. Moving forward, One Piece Film Red. Y'all know the movie that's over there in Japan that we're all dying to see and we haven't had released over here yet. I don't even think we have an official release date for the film. I know that it was announced, hey, it's coming to the West at some point, but we don't know exactly when. Uh, it's tearing it up over there. It's so freaking bizarre that over there in Japan, Dragon Ball Superhero doing bad. Over there in Japan, One Piece Film Red is breaking records and could potentially be one of the highest selling anime movies of all time. It's already up there. It's doing great, and according to this, it says, One Piece Film Red has exceeded 12 billion yen in earnings with over 8,600,000 admissions in a 26-day period in Japanese theaters, and with the conversion rate, if my math was correct, I believe that's roughly 86 million U.S dollars in 26 days so damn near 90 million dollars in a month it'll probably hit 90 million dollars by the month and maybe even a solid 100 million this movie might go on to be 200 million plus who knows i'm not gonna go out on a ledge and say yeah it's gonna surpass the mugen train because demon Slayer mugen train I, I don't see anything ever surpassing it but i guess a little bit of a tricky situation because from what i've heard about one piece film red don't quote me on this but i did hear that there's a lot of musical aspects where like characters break out into songs because one of the main characters shanks his daughter uta she is a singer so they really incorporated a lot of singing into the movie i'd imagine that's probably a big business deal that they made maybe like yo sony was like we have big bag you sell records we give you big bag so then boom you write shanks's daughter as a singer you put a whole bunch of songs in the movie now you're selling albums so not only are you selling like 90 million dollars in 26 days almost of money but then spotify bag they got a spotify podcast we talked about in a recent episode as well like they got a lot 
going on here with One Piece, but this is huge. It is already one of the biggest One Piece films of all time, and it could potentially go on to be one of the biggest selling anime movies of all time. Clap it up, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm absolutely dying for this movie. I'd imagine another big contribution to this whole thing, not only the fact that it's Shanks, but the fact that Anybody that knows about Shanks, this is going to be one of those things where, oh, wow, you know, we just heard One Piece is ending and now Shanks is in a movie. Probably a lot of people are thinking like these are endgame situations where maybe they stopped reading One Piece 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but they're like, hey, I could drop in and see what's going on with it. And it could probably even attribute to back catalog sales and all that stuff. So kudos to One Piece. 12 billion yen in 26 days. This is unheard of. And yeah, One Piece, we go moving forward more dragon ball super superhero news but this time around it's regarding the west and just how astronomical this movie is doing over here that i legitimately doubted it i straight up said it's not gonna happen it was already failing in japan boom but once again i've said it before and i'll say it that i was proven wrong this movie is doing insane numbers over here in the west because according to this article courtesy of anime news network it is already a top five film in the u.s for anime releases it says here dragon ball super superhero film beats broly to reach top five all-time anime films in the u.s the dragon ball super superhero anime film is earning an estimated 30 million seven hundred sixty one thousand nine hundred eighty two dollars after its second weekend in north america that brings the film above dragon ball super broly that did 30 million seven hundred twelve thousand and puts it in the top five highest grossing anime films ever at the u.s box office office unadjusted for inflation so ooh, if you put inflation things might look a little different i'm just saying the anime films that have earned more in their final u.s box office totals are pokemon the first movie demon slayer the Mugen train and pokemon 2000 the movie so we're right there the box office mojo website reported that jujutsu kaisen earned the u.s 29 million 693 last year while the numbers website reported u.s 33 million so we're basically top five and i didn't even realize jujutsu kaisen was was that big like it was a top five that that's nuts dragon ball super superhero is bringing in an estimated four million five hundred sixty five thousand this weekend which ranks it number five for the time frame below top gun maverick and above dc league of super pets its daily box office tallies are as follows and we have just what they did each day and that's crazy that dragon ball super i'd imagine it's probably gonna beat a few of those it'll probably be number three i don't see it beating mugen train or pokemon the first movie it definitely won't beat pokemon the first movie it could beat the mugen train i'm gonna probably leave that as a question mark but yeah i don't see it being the first movie of pokemon that movie i ain't gonna lie i've told this story before but i'll say it again we went to go watch that movie the day it came out we went on the line over there brooklyn ridgewood theater at like Four in the afternoon we didn't get to the front to watch the film until like 10 at night that's how huge and insane the pokemon fandom was back then and yeah it made bukus of dollars so dragon ball super superhero either way already a top five film already defeated the broly movie which i still can't even believe that i'm probably gonna call a little bit of cap on certain instances considering the fact that i know for a fact 
Dragon Ball Superhero is in way more theaters than the Broly film. If I'm not mistaken, this thing is in like 3,000 something movie theaters. And I want to say Broly was like in 1900. Don't quote me on the numbers. But I do know that it's in way more theaters than the Broly film. So that definitely helps. And also, it's a family-friendly film. The way it's been pushed. And there's Gohan and stuff like that. So that probably could, you know, represent why it's doing great. I'm still shocked that it's doing great just because, again, 3D CG boggles my mind that the West is loving it. The West is going crazy for it. Japan ain't, but the West is speaking their piece that they're fine with 3D CG Dragon Ball. And don't get me wrong, because if you watch my review that I made over on my main channel, I did say that, no, I actually was surprised and I thought it was a good film. And for the most part, the 3D CG wasn't too bad. It actually worked, especially after a little bit of watching the film. You kind of even forget that it's 3D CG, but I'm still always going to prefer 2D. And I'm just rather shocked already. A top five anime film in the U.S. sales wise, like bonkers, nuts. And yeah, we could probably be getting more 3D CG over here or more 3D CG projects here in the West because of it. But yeah, people, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, 30 million, beat out Broly in two weeks, and it's probably going to go on to be either third or second place in the top anime films of all times in the West. Wow. Moving forward, just a small update for Jujutsu Kaisen fans. They just released a promo image for Jujutsu Kaisen the next season. And on it, it just says 2023 with an image of Megumi Fushiguro. And I'm not going to lie, when I first saw it, I was like, it's a dope image. But the art-wise and all of like the layers of coloring and whatnot, it kind of looks a little bit different than the first season. And, and granted, it's just a promo image. It's not anything that you could say like, hey, this is what the anime is going to look like. But they did mention, if you missed the episode of Forever News where we talked about it, that they're trying new things. They're not doing the same old, same old with this upcoming season of Jujutsu Kaisen. And if this image is any indication, there's going to be a lot of filters and layers to this thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm watching it regardless. Like, I love Jujutsu Kaisen. But this promotional image is very telling that they're trying new things and it might not look exactly the way you remember Jujutsu Kaisen to be. Granted, it's not 3D CGI, so relax, people we we're dodging a bullet with that but yeah i guess we gotta wait and see either way dope image cool that they're pushing megami fushiguro although i forget how relevant he is in the upcoming stuff of jujutsu kaisen granted there's a couple of pieces but yeah this is gonna be interesting either way megami fushiguro poster 2023 i'm hoping that we get a simultaneous release i, I forgot i want to say this real quick i'm hoping that they release in the same season jujutsu kaisen and demon slayers next season that would be like every week fans would be eating so crazy two of the biggest shonen jump anime out right now jujutsu kaisen demon slayer the fans will go nuts it would it would be a great thing and i don't think they release on the same days either i want to say demon slayer comes out on like sundays and jujutsu kaisen came out like saturdays so or no 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 friday night so it will be basically the biggest weekends ever that would be great. Moving forward, a couple of pieces of info for Chainsaw Man fans. For starters, we just got this little insight that says, upcoming Switch issue in October 2022 will have a special Chainsaw Man anime illustration by MAPPA alongside a special on the upcoming anime broadcast as well. So it'll probably give us a little bit of details. And this illustration was done by animator Riki Matsuda, which I ain't gonna lie, the image looks dope, but it's definitely not anything telling of like Chainsaw Man, unless you don't know about Chainsaw Man, then they're 
basically telling you, hey, it's all about blood, even though I don't care for anything about blood with Chainsaw Man, I'm still shocked that, I don't know why they pushed that so heavy, of like, yeah, you know, it's gory, like, I don't care about blood and gore and Chainsaw Man, like, it's cool, it, I guess, makes it feel a little bit more like they bend the rules, so to speak, but... Yeah, I don't know why they promote that. I guess there's a lot of, like, younger kids that is like, oh, it's all gory, but, like, who cares? But also, we reported on this already a couple of different times, and it's safe to say that the Chainsaw Man 2 manga is not gonna be weekly. It started off with, we had chapters 1 and 2 back to back. I think it was, like, even the first maybe 3 or 4, where it was just straight up, hey, we're getting chapter after chapter, but... Once again, Chainsaw Man is going on quote-unquote break, which more than likely means, according to this, Chainsaw Man will be on break next week again, and Chapter 104 will be published on September 14th. It should be now clear the series is indeed entering a bi-weekly schedule at Shonen Jump Plus's app. So, yeah, big bummer that we're not going to get it weekly, but considering we're at a great place right now, I wouldn't be surprised if the reason why they started releasing it like weekly, week after week was because, in case you're reading it, it wasn't really focusing in on the characters that everybody wanted to see to start off with. And once we reach that point, magically, we're bi-weekly now. So now you're hooked in, you're going to be reading because you want to see the characters that you want to see. Smart move, they got us, but I mean, they had us regardless. Like, well, they had me regardless. I love Chainsaw Man. It's one of my favorite. Look, look at those Nendroids right there. Power and Denji right there. And look, look, look right there. But come on, dog. I love Chainsaw Man to death. Actually, I was thinking about getting a Pochita tattoo with my next anime tat. So there's that as well. But yeah, Chainsaw Man. A uh, little bit of info coming in that magazine. But also, it seems as though the manga is officially going to be bi-weekly. Some might take it as good news, bad news. Yes, it's good that the author has more breathing room. Time to really focus and get things right. But then at the same time i'm going to miss reading it weekly i'm gonna miss reading you know having that chainsaw man chapter i was reading chainsaw man weekly the original manga from chapter like 37 on all the way to what was it 96 chapters 97 something like that so i read most of it weekly this one is going to be bi-weekly. That's not too bad. I mean, it's not like going monthly where, you know, a lot of us, we'd be going crazy with that Boruto and Dragon Ball Super monthly releases. Not enough. So we're getting bi-weekly. We'll see how it works and see how it plays out. But either way, yeah, Chainsaw Man 2. Bi-weekly schedule at Shonen Jump Plus's app. Next up, a couple of pieces of spy family news by family in case you don't know massive series the anime boosted it even further but the manga was a high seller as well and according to this it says spy family has reached 25 million copies in circulation and i believe there's only nine volumes out to sell that many copies that quickly it's doing its thing and Shonen Jump Plus has really been just a huge success from Kaiju number 8, Spy Family, Dawn to Dawn. They got hits over there people and now Chainsaw Man 2 is on there like they're a big big deal. But also it says here Spy Family's TV anime Second Core, a new key visual which it shows it just really like that again family friendly stuff which I'm not the biggest fan of like it's cool to watch with family but I'm not like hey look on ya and it says the second core of the anime is scheduled to start broadcast on October 1st which that gives me about a month to catch up I think I'm like on episode 3 although I read a decent amount of the manga back in the day but yeah uh, 25 million sales anime starts October 1st new key visual 
Ghost 5 Family. I'm not the biggest fan per se. Not that I dislike it by any means. I just, I haven't really indulged much into it since like, I don't know, the first few episodes aired and when I read the manga way back when it first started. Quick update from Mission Yozakuro Family fans. According to this, it says here, new Weibo posts now regarding Mission Yozakuro Family getting a TV anime adaptation are appearing. Nothing yet has been confirmed officially for the series, so they'll keep us updated, but more than likely, they're probably already working working on a Mission Yozakuro family anime, which it's been in the magazine for quite some time now. It's a, I want to say about time for Mission Yozakuro to get that anime and it'll probably help it because even though Mission Yozakuro has been running for a while, it hasn't really garnered like a big fan base. Like it has a solid fan base. Like you tell a Mission Yozakuro family fan anything, they're going to say, leave us alone. We, we, this shit is great. But yeah, it's not that big. And I think the anime is probably going to take it to that next level, hopefully. I mean, at the very least, I'm waiting for Mission Yozakuro family to get an anime before I start diving in. I mean, the art for the manga looks gorgeous and it looks really dope, but I just haven't had the time. Maybe the anime will be the initiative that I need to really jump in. Moving forward very excited to bring this story to you guys because i've been recently catching up with this manga at my own pace i'm not rushing because i'm enjoying every freaking chapter of it but don the don the series that is in shonen jump plus in case you don't know about it highly recommend you go check it out it's about a dude that gets his schlong taken by an old ghost lady and then after that he gotta get a schlong you gotta get his all, all, all sorts of insanity it's freaking hilarious crazy also has some really cool moments with really awesome characters but according to this wit studios twitter account has started following tatsu yukinobu the mangaka of don the don no announcement nor information has been teased for the series as of yet but i want to say that the manga is like 80 something chapters deep so it could very well happen although with wit studio lately i've been looking at them like what is your end game because they've been passing off these big titles to other studios they passed off attack on titan to mappa they passed off villain saga to mappa they're doing a collaboration for spy family with cloverworks which hey if they're gonna do a collaboration and work on don to don i'm all for it don to don deserves a great studio i mean the manga's art is just it is so freaking gorgeous and if we're getting a wit studio anime adaptation don the don fans we are eating and we are getting one of the best studios to handle it even if later on mappa has to come and say no come over here we we, we got you we'll, we'll take care of this but yeah wit studio at the very least might be getting their hands on don the don if they're following tatsu yukinobu that is a good sign, right? I mean, why else would they be following him other than Don the Don anime incoming? And if that's the case, woo, people, that's going to be a big one. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Moving forward, small update for the anime Ayakashi Triangle or the manga that is getting an anime. It says here, Ayakashi Triangle anime broadcast begins January 2023. So the winter season of anime, the next winter season is going to be having Ayakashi Triangle. I'll be honest, out of all the titles from Jump and Jump Plus and everything, because i believe it got moved to jump plus this is one anime i don't see myself checking out i mean after that scandal and i saw why it was getting censored and stuff like that doesn't seem like my bag it seems like there's a lot of lowly bait in that and i'm not into that stuff so probably gonna be missing out on that one but if you're an ayakashi triangle fan hey winter season 2023 it will be having its anime release i'm just not 
just keeping it real. I'm not watching. I ain't watching. It won't be me, fam. And I'm sure that there's some great stuff to it. I'm sure it's not only about that, but yeah, that's all it takes for me to be like, nah, nah, dog. Like, if you're going full-blown with some really nasty shit with lowly characters, I ain't watching. I'm sorry. And if I get hate for it, then so be it. Again, I'm sure there's other really cool aspects of Ayakashi Triangle, but... Mm -mm. Moving forward, big news for a weekly shonen magazine series that is an up-and-comer. I talked about it over on my main channel. I made a first impression when it first dropped. Gachi Akuta, a series about a dude that was like collecting trash or something. According to this, it says, Gachi Akuta wins next manga awards 2022 and special global award for English category so that's a very good sign that this series is here to stay this was pretty much the first series that was serialized in weekly shonen magazine post fire force ending in the magazine so this is next up the art is awesome the main character kind of looks a little bit like a distorted bakugo or something from my hero academia but from what i had read i really liked it and yeah, if this is getting awards and all that already, it's probably next up from Weekly Shonen Magazine. It's gonna make some noise. Keep an eye out for it. Moving forward, quick update for My Hero Academia fans. According to this, it says, My Hero Academia will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 41, and the series will resume in issue number 42 as scheduled. So don't worry, it's not that anything is wrong with Hodokoshi. This is basically one of those things where, you know, the authors are actually getting breaks now. This has been a reoccurring thing for like a couple of years now where they, ever since pretty much the pandemic started that they're actually allowing the authors to get a break once in a while not only the golden child Eichiro Oda create a one piece all of them once in a while get a break so nothing to go crazy about and Horikoshi between the backlash and the work he's been putting in I think he's due for a little bit of downtime even though these shonen jump authors they never use their downtime to just relax most of them they keep on drawing they they in the bed drawing shout outs to Horikoshi get your rest get your break in and come back stronger and harder. Next up, big opportunity for aspiring manga authors, artists alike, because yeah, it seems as though Manga Plus is trying to enter into the realm of dealing with indie creators, similar to like what Webtoons does. This is a big move, because according to this, it says Manga Plus, Shueisha, and Medibang have launched Manga Plus creators for international artists to publish their own works worldwide. The platform includes a monthly award contest for popular works to be published at manga plus and shonen jump plus's app i ain't gonna lie that's huge that's a major opportunity webtoons even though sometimes they have competitions or whatever they ain't really like on the level of manga plus because again to be able to be on shonen jump plus's app with one of your works that would be a great opportunity. So I'll try to post a link to this in the description so you guys could go check it out for yourselves. But yeah, it seems as though other avenues are opening up for indie creators to be able to partake in and Manga Plus is giving opportunity. I mean, granted, there's an equal exchange, right? Because they're getting free content on their platform for doing nothing other than existing. But hey, if they're offering opportunities to rock with the big guns, then go take it moving forward we got the weekly shonen jump author comments as of recording we don't have weekly shonen magazine but i'll try and include them in the next episode for starters we got hajime komodo author of martial magic and muscles are there no mosquitoes lately is it too hot for them i don't know where well you're in japan obviously over here there's mosquitoes i'll tell you right now i've been getting bit uh then we got author of one piece Eichiro oda my 77 year old father texted me to say he cried watching film red i underestimated you you understand 
thank you. That's a great way to get 77 year olds to go watch the film. I ain't gonna lie on marketing, but also that's very heartfelt. That means that there's some really good stuff in that film that I'm dying to watch. And who knows, maybe his father started crying because there was subliminals to his father in that one. Gotta wait and see, but yeah, that's a really, really dope comment. Uh, then we got author of Jujutsu Kaisen, Gege Akutami. You guys are so nice to not compare the year when the DX Nichiren swords went on sale to the year it is in the series. Because, yeah, there was recently like a Demon Slayer reference in Jujutsu Kaisen manga. And I don't know what year is Jujutsu Kaisen based in. But yeah, apparently like it's a different year from when those swords came out. Which, really, if anybody is going crazy over that, stop. We got the author of Sakamoto Days, Yuto Suzuki. There's so many animals that I want to meet like a Jersey cow calf and a prairie dog we got My Hero Academia's Kohei Horikoshi I wish I could get all my nutrients from the Hakata Tori Mon Sweets yeah you ain't getting no nutrients from sweets bro <laughs> author of Black Clover Yuki Tabata my wife came down with a fever and cough she's hey I'm coughing every freaking take I'm doing in between recording here hey she's suffering and there's nothing I can do everyone please take care of yourselves again too I'll see you again soon yeah um Best wishes and positive vibes to Tabata and his family. I ain't gonna lie, my whole family, we got sick recently, so I feel it. And last but not least, the author of the now-canceled Doron Dororon, Genosuka. What an exciting period of my life. I deeply appreciate everyone who supported me. Thank you so much, and I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry your dreams have to come to an end for now, but come back stronger, man. Your art was really dope. The concept was dope, and I wanted to see you win. And, you know, every author, you know what I'm saying? A lot of authors. They go through this. Look at Kohei Horikoshi. He ended and came back stronger. Yuki Tabata. He ended, came back stronger. Taite Kubo. His original work ended, came back with Bleach. So this is just, you know what I'm saying? A downtime. Come back with something 10 times more epic and get that win. And last but not least, let's close this episode off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore Ke. Okay, so for starters, 50 through 41. Oh, wow. They got solo leveling in Solo leveling volume 10 and what is it three days two days oh wow i think two days uh 15,500 not bad considering that's a korean comic pretty awesome my hero academia volume 35 this week doing 15,800 total 626,000 solo leveling volume 9 holy shit okay solo leveling is clearly getting a big boost uh volume 9 it did in again two days 15,900 so about 16,000 more or less bought solo leveling volumes at least from here uh, we got some spy family then 40 through 31 a whole bunch more spy family 40 38 36 through 34 uh then at number 31 one piece 101 with 18,000 this week bringing his total to 1.9 million then places 30 through 21 again more spy family tokyo revengers at uh number 28 for volume 28 um almost almost 900,000 it might break it before dipping eden zero new volume five days 19.6 that's not the greatest in the world especially i remember the days of hiromashima's previous series fairy tale doing like 300,000 first week so not great but not too bad either uh dragon ball super in 18 days 20,500 for 185,000 pretty good then we got places 20 through 11 we got a couple of one piece episode a volume one and two with pretty much 22 and 23,000 a piece uh one piece volume 102 26,000 uh for 1.8 
Tokyo Revengers, So Young. Oh, is that the another spinoff? I want. Is that the gag? I don't know what spinoff. God, there's so many spinoffs now at this point. In five days, twenty-seven thousand. That looks like Mikey. Is that like a Mikey spinoff? And then we got top. 10 for this week uh at number six four nights of the apocalypse volume 8 47,000. i still gotta say from the nasty thing i heard recently that was done in that series ugh, but apparently it worked because those are great sales hey at number three one piece's latest volume 103 with 108,000 this week bringing its total to 1.7 mil doing way better than any of the last like three or four volumes of one piece uh then at number two jujutsu kaisen still staying steady at number two it's been steady at number two for a bit now 149,000 this week bringing its total to 1.2 million and at number one the latest tokyo revengers volume very eerily with 444,000 copies and five days dope cover and yeah pretty awesome top 50 best selling i know i went through it pretty quick this week but this was a little bit of a lengthy episode lads and that's all we have for this one curious what you guys think most important story favorite story something i didn't mention that you wanted me to mention let me know i'm for world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of Forever News have an awesome day don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell I have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea couldn't possibly think what I often see and you don't even know how I often blink lights be flashing and looking at me such an odd unique yet I'm so unique and you're looking at me if the walls could talk they would probably be bleak and I'd probably say bitch get the fuck off me